baseball fans, welcome to Sully Baseball. This is the podcast we talk about baseball 52 weeks out of the year. There is no off season, and I'm your host, Paul Francis Sullivan. Please call me Sully. I am recording this on a beautiful, beautiful day in Pasadena, California, just right down the street from the Rose Parade, which you may be watching on TV right now. The date I'm posting this will be the first day of January 2018. I have to do a full, full disclosure right now. I am speaking from the past. Of course, all podcasts you hear from the past. I'm not going to do any live podcasting for you. But I'm recording this on December 31st in Pasadena, California, because my January 1st is going to be absolutely jam-packed, as well it should be. And I am recording this in my last moments of peace of 2017, a year that, um, well, um, it's not been my favorite year I've ever had, but there's been wonderful moments to this year, and I'm very glad I've been able to spend as much of it as I could. I couldn't spend 365 episodes with you down the river Sully this year, but I recorded a lot and we shared a lot and hopefully you'll keep going with me through the new year. Uh, there's, uh, I'm going to be doing some more video stuff this year. Uh, I'm going to be doing my podcasting and I'm going to be doing some more series stuff with the podcast where there'll be, you know, certain episodes are going to be part of a series as opposed to just me yippity yapping and, uh, sometimes borderline at random. But anyway, tonight is part of my Christmas gift to you, my fans, where I said I was going to do a daily podcast from the 24th of December right through the first the first and second day of January. So we get that uh, daily podcast feel back, and today is no different. It is the first of the year. We are turning the page, as I talked about yesterday, that we've seeded what will happen in 2018. I don't know who it's going to be. I have some thoughts, but last year I picked the Cleveland Indians to win the World Series and they couldn't get out of the first round. I didn't pick the Houston Astros, who I thought were going to take a step back, and they wound up uh, winning the crown. <clears throat> now, with that being said, I do think that there are some teams that are, are completely out of it and don't have a real chance of contending. I think there are some teams uh, I'm looking at you, San Diego Padres, that should not be getting ahead of yourself. You know, you should be looking at this as a chance to rebuild. You know you've got a super competitive division that you're in. So don't do anything stupid like sign Eric Hosmer to a multi-year, multi-million dollar contract just because your fan base is a suffering fan base. Don't do something stupid. Eventually, L.A. will fall. Eventually, there'll be some of the other teams will stumble, and you'll be able to take that spot the way that the Diamondbacks and the Rockies did last year. But you're not there yet, Padres. Don't do something stupid. You're hearing it here first on the 1st of January. Don't sign Eric Hosmer. Eric Hosmer's a good player. He'd be a good player on a contending team. If the Red Sox had signed Eric Hosmer, he's not my first choice, but I'd say, ah, I get it. I get it. If the Giants signed him, I'd say, yeah, I get it. I get it. You know, I I mean, I could even see to a degree the Yankees if you wanted to move, you know, Greg Bird to DH or something like that. Okay, fine. The Mets, it makes sense to a degree because you could say you're hoping the pitching staff can turn around. But the Padres aren't there yet. So don't spend yet free agent money 
on first base, which is probably the easiest position to fill. You don't have to spend that money. Or spend it on international free agents. Spend it on getting five or six players from the Dominican. Do something. But don't do it on a, a, a first baseman who's already in their 30s. Just because your fans are suffering. Don't do dumb things. I'm not big on New Year's resolution, but one thing, a piece of advice is just don't do dumb things. Don't do things that while you're doing it, you think, this is dumb, isn't it? Yeah, it's dumb. Then don't do it. Now, last year on New Year's, I introduced the suffering index, which was my new stat, which was to explain my method of how to determine which fan base is suffering more than any other fan base. And the reason I created it last uh, January was with the Cubs off the board. The Cubs won the World Series. It made me think, well, what team's suffering the most? And I created a formula. And the formula was to take into account the years since the team had last won a World Series, the years since the team's last pennant, years since the team's last postseason appearance, the years since the team's second-to-last World Series title, uh, the number of deciding or one-game playoffs lost since they uh, last won a World Series, the deciding uh, deciding or one-game playoffs they've won. And I've tried to take a lot of things into account with this formula. And I, I weighed heavily the years since they've last won a World Series title and weighed a little bit less since their last pennant, since their last postseason appearance, since their last title, the second-to-last title. The reason I said second-to-last title is that if your team has won multiple recent world championships, like the Giants have, like the Red Sox have, like the Cardinals have, that should take away from some of the suffering that your team has gone through. Uh, There are some people have pointed out that there are some flaws to it, um, I, I, no kidding. Uh, it was a it was a mathematical formula that I came up with on a whim. Uh, but the results that I got for the suffering index that I announced in 2017 looked pretty spot on. That you saw teams like the Indians and the Astros and the Pirates and the A's were high up there. A lot of times, not just because it's been a while since they've won, but teams like the Indians, the A's and the Astros specifically, and the Pirates, had lost a bunch of games that were either Game 7s, Game 5, or the best of 5, or one-game playoffs, and those build up. If you lose a Game 7 or any sort of deciding game like that, it adds to your fan base's misery. And so the Houston Astros were super high up there last year, but they won the World Series this year. So... I decided to redo the suffering index to kind of figure out the order. And once again, the the as it was last year, the the raspberry seed in the wisdom tooth, the the fly in the ointment, the pig on top of the wedding cake that kind of ruins everything is how do I calculate Washington? Do I calculate simply the Washington Nationals who were formed in 2005 when they moved from Montreal? Do I calculate the entire Expos Nationals franchise because the fans of Washington aren't suffering based on the losses in Montreal, but that's still the same franchise. Or do I take all of Washington baseball, dating back to the Washington Senators and the second Washington Senators? There have been three franchises 
that have existed in the city of Washington. It makes it very confusing. What adds to the confusion is the team's last world champion, the city's last world championship, Washington, D.C.'s last world championship, was 1924. And their last pennant was 1933. The Washington Nationals have never won a pennant. The Montreal Expos have never won a pennant. And so when I'm trying to calculate the suffering index, where do I put Washington fans into this whole thing? And it would be a hell of a lot easier if the Nationals just won a damn World Series. And they've had heartbreaking losses in 2012, 2014, 2016, 2017. If they won two World Series along the way, this would be so easy to calculate. But they haven't. And it's hard to calculate. So what I've done, when I'm going to list through the suffering index right now, uh, I'm going to do it just with the Nationals. And then I'll tell you where the Expos Nationals franchise would fall and where the city of Washington would fall after this. But I'm just doing the Nationals franchise from Washington, D.C., starting in 2005 for this particular group here. So let's go from the bottom. What fan base is has no business crying about anything? What is the fan base with the least amount of suffering? Once again, you would think it would be the team that won the World Series, but it's not, simply because there is a franchise that has a relatively recent World Series title and multiple World Series titles to build upon that, and that's the San Francisco Giants. The Giants still have the lowest suffering index. Now, I found out another thing before I go on the listing here, is that the calculations for the suffering index are wildly higher than they were for last year's. There were, I mean, that the, the numbers just seem so much higher. So I can't tell if there's a fault in my actual arithmetic or not. But the fact of the matter is, I think that the rankings seem pretty accurate. So whatever flaw there was in the calculations, the results seem pretty solid. The Giants still have the lowest suffering index of any team. And the suffering index of 2018 is 4.88, and that's by far the lowest. And that's because they won in 2014, they won in 2012, they won in 2010, they won a one-game playoff in 2016. Giant fans, this is your decade. You have nothing to complain about. Now, number now the 29th team, coming in at 29, is the Houston Astros. Now, last year, they were number two. Now they're 29. That, they dropped 27 spots. And that's because they won the World Series this last year. And finally wiped out all of those brutal Game 5 and Game 7 losses along the way. At number 28, staying at the exact same spot they were last year, are the Boston Red Sox. Again, recent World Championships help. They were in the playoffs last year, and they haven't lost do-or-die games. They've lost, uh, they were swept in 2016, and they lost last year in four games. So it's not been a lot of agony if you're a Red Sox fan. I'm one, there you go. Um, the Cubs also stay at the same spot at number 27, making back to the playoffs this year helped. Uh, going up th- three spots, you don't want to go up, you want to go down. Going up three spots are Kansas City. Last year, they were at um, number 29. This year, they're at number 26. Um, the Cardinals are up one spot. You don't want to go up, you want to go down. Cardinals are up one spot at number 25. Now, The way that some of these teams have gone up and down sometimes defy 
logic to me. And I'm again, don't quite understand why some teams have saying, oh, they're having less suffering this year, but maybe it's just because of the way that some of the teams have been shuffled. Next up uh, would be, believe it or not, at number 24, the Marlins. I think that's because there's not a lot of suffering if you're a Miami fan. There's no way to calculate trading away your top players. I wish there was. Maybe that's something I need to add into this because the Marlins have, you know, their their suffering index has them at number 24. The fact that they haven't lost a playoff series ever is probably the reason that they are so low. Um, and they have a championship in the 2000s and the 1990s. So those, when you consider the last championship and then the most recent championship before that, that helps them. It doesn't take into account tearing down the teams and all the embarrassing rebuilds. Maybe it should. Okay, coming up next would be the Angels. And the Angels have moved down two spots. Um, again, they won a championship in 02, which is getting further and further away. They better start winning something with Mike Trout. Otherwise, there's going to be some serious issues. Up three spots of the Phillies at number 22. Up one spot of the White Sox at 21. It would help those teams to get back into the postseason. Down three spots, and this has helped because they made the postseason as a wildcard team. Granted, they lost the wildcard game, and that hurts, but they, they've improved their most recent postseason appearance, and that's the Rockies. Uh, down three spots, inexplicably the Blue Jays. I don't know why their suffering was relieved this year. This is odd. The Diamondbacks went up a spot in their suffering, even though they made the postseason this year. I think that's because there's been a lot of shuffling with some teams. You'll see that later on. Um, up a spot is the Tampa Bay Rays at number 17. This is the most interesting part of the suffering index. And this is one of the things that makes it strange in some ways. But but hear me out. I guess it makes sense. The Yankees are at number 16. This year, they went up eight spots. Their suffering increased Eight spots in the list in a year where they upset the Cleveland Indians and got to within one win of the World Series. So you may think that's counterintuitive, but I place a lot of emphasis on losing those do-or-die games more than winning those do-or-die games. Perhaps something I need to add into the formula are series that you were upset and series that you were the the favored and lost. I don't know how to calculate that yet. But because the Yankees added another do-or-die loss to their coffer, and they haven't won a World Series since 2009, increased their suffering. Maybe I need to look at that a little more. The Nationals, who we'll talk about a lot later, went up five spots because, yet again, they made the playoffs, but they lost a do-or-die game, and it started to compound. Now, the Dodgers went down one spot. They were 13 last year. They're 14 this year. Getting to Game 7 of the World Series improved their lot by one. Now, the biggest thing going against them was losing Game 7, but getting back to the World Series, making the their most recent pennant, updating that, helped a big deal. The Twins, this is odd again, they won the... Wildcard. They got into the postseason, so their most recent postseason has been updated. But the thing about the Twins is they've lost several one-game playoffs along the way. And 
they haven't won a postseason game since, I believe it's 2004. And, yeah, they increased theirs. They went up by three. They're number 12. Uh, number 11, staying steady in the Mets, same spot they were last year. Detroit Tigers went up four spots to number 10. The Baltimore Orioles went down one spot to number 9. They were in the, we, now we're in the 10 most suffering teams. Um, the Reds, number 7, the Padres held true. This is odd. Again, this, the Braves went up four spots. I don't know why they went up four spots. They just did. Uh, the Rangers went up one spot. And number five, the Brewers went up one spot to number four. The Pirates stayed steady at number three. The Oakland A's went up one spot to uh, number two. And the Cleveland Indians remain the highest suffering index of all of baseball. Now, where would the Nationals fit into that if I did the different calculations? If you included the Expos in the situation, it's the Expos and Nationals in the franchise, then that franchise would be the third most suffering fan base just behind the Cleveland Indians and the Oakland A's. If you are just talking Washington, D.C., or eliminate the Expos, but you talk about Washington, D.C., baseball altogether, then the Washington fans are the most suffering in baseball. So, I know that was a lot to handle, but you know, whether or not you agree with the calculations, if I say the four franchises whose fans have nothing, or five franchises whose fans should just be relaxed, you got nothing to worry about, are the Giants, Astros, Red Sox, Cubs, and Royals, yeah, that would make sense, wouldn't it? That would make sense. Throwing the Cardinals, those are your six fan bases that should say, oh, yeah, I really would love to win, but we've had victories recently. That makes sense. And if you take a look at if I include all of Washington baseball or if I just include the Expos, you say, what fan bases are suffering the most? The Indians, the Nationals, the A's, the Pirates, the Brewers, and the Rangers. Yeah, that would make sense. Some of you may say the Mets belong higher up there. Some of you say the the Marlins are too far down. But it all makes sense. At least it makes sense to your pal Sully. Now, if any of you have any suggestions on how to make these calculations more inclusive or or more intricate, man, I'd be happy to hear because, you know what? I'm trying to figure this out too. It's all, it, it you know, it's just your pal Sully with an abacus here. But when you go into 2018 and you think what World Series would relieve pain the way that Cub fans had their moment of exaltation in 2016, the way the Astros fans had last year, if I said, oh, Nats fans, Indians fans, A's fans, Pirates fans, Brewers fans, Rangers fans, you'd probably say, yeah, that makes sense. Those teams, they need a hug. Now, the Padres are at number seven. They're our top, no matter where I stick the Nationals in the top 10, the Padres are still a top 10 suffering team. And you throw in other factors like they lost their football team and they've never won a World Series, all the stuff, that makes sense. But that doesn't mean you do something stupid. Just because your fans are suffering now doesn't give you a license to do something really, really dumb. And going off and signing a first baseman to a gigantic deal is really, really dumb. So here's my idea, Padres. Don't do it. Don't do it. So 
I guess what I'm saying is, if you look at, you know, if the Indians, the Nats win the World Series, which is definitely a possibility, if the Pirates or the Brewers stun everyone and win a title, if the A's defy expectations, then you could say this is a generational moment. If the Giants, Astros, Red Sox, Cubs, or Royals or Cardinals win, you could slap yourself on the forehead and go, really? Did those fans really need another one? And that's the whole point of this, is to try to figure it out. Now, of course, this is coming from a guy whose favorite team is the Red Sox and second favorite team is the Giants, and I'm rooting for either the 28th most suffering or the 30th most suffering fan base to have a moment of exaltation. That makes me kind of a jerk, and I'm the first to admit it. But you know what? Let's see how this year unfolds. If it unfolds in the way that Indians and, and Washington National fans want, then you know what? 2018 will be the year that they remember forever. And we're starting this year, and who knows how it's going to turn out, but it should turn out to be fun if you continue listening here. If there's any changes to the way you need to subscribe or how to follow me, I will let you know. But for now, go to sullybaseball.com, like me on Facebook, subscribe on iTunes, SoundCloud, YouTube, Twitter, Stitcher, Instagram. I'm everywhere. The music is by Ted Thacker and Patrick Kaliski. You can be old school, send me an email at info at sullybaseball.com. Looking at the beautiful day that we're, well, we're ending 2017. I'm still in 2017. You're in 2018, time travelers. Enjoy it. Tell me how it is. If you know who won, let me know. This is Sully Baseball 2018. I'm your host, Paul Francis Sullivan. Please call me Sully.